Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Spain and the Netherlands was the World Cup quarterfinal last night down under. Spain would get the scoring started early through a penalty from Mariona Caldente. Uh, yeah, Stephanie van der Gaat gave up that penalty with a handball, but she made up for it with that goal. So she leveled the playing field because you, you could argue that there should have been a pen for the Netherlands. So you thought, okay, the ball never lies. But then Jenny, you called it. Salma came through. Came in as a substitute and then scores the goal to win it. Japan and Sweden, the other game in the morning, 3.30 a.m. Eastern time at kickoff. And Sweden, set pieces, set pieces, set pieces. You said it earlier, Charlie. Amanda Illestet, four goals as a center back in the competition, trying to get the golden boot. And again, off a corner, there's a handball here. Penalty, and Agendal steps up, makes no error directs it into the side net. Japan finally turns it on in the 87th minute they get their goal, but it's too little, too late. And Sweden knock off the U.S. women's national team, knock off Japan, and here they are in the semifinals. Rikte bra, Svenska! Just taking out one favorite after another. Both games end by two goals to one. Spain and Sweden are through to the semifinal stage. We'll get to the other two quarterfinals in just a moment. But we wanted to break down a little bit more the controversial penalty non-call in the game between Spain and the, and the Netherlands. It was nil-nil at that point. Spain had had their chances, but then Netherlands with a chance in on goal. There's a shove in the back, and in the end, this was not given as a penalty after consultation it's, with VAR. Talk us through it, Charlie. You can see Nico. Lena Berenstein. She's been giving problems to, to Spain the entire match, just with their pace, and she gets there. Look, she's got there. That Paredes elbow comes from behind. And she's not That's even not going side. for the ball. Mm. That's from behind. And is it needed? No, it's not needed, but that is a foul. It's a, it's a 1v1 with the, with the goalkeeper at that point. So Especially when the ref had called, she blew the whistle. She hesitated for a second, a little help from the AR, made the decision to give the pen. There's clear contact, there's a clear forearm to the back. How can you go to VAR, and we all talked about it, if you're going to VAR, this is to overturn the yellow card and make it a red card because there's no attempt to play the ball. She's in the box. You've already called the pen. But to say, I'm going to the monitor and now I'm going to take it away, where's the clear and obvious error to take that penalty away? There's two things here that strike me the most, and I would love a referee to give me an explanation because I can't find it. First of all, it's that it's the clear and obvious error. What criteria do you have in that play that tells you it's not a penalty? If there's enough evidence that your call on the field was wrong, that what do you see in that that can convince you that it's not a penalty kick, that you were evidently wrong? And then where 
I see that there's no play on the ball, that it's a denial of an obvious goal-scoring opportunity for it to be a red card. Because if you don't play the ball, remember there's a double jeopardy now that if you play the ball on a denial of an obvious goal card. You attempt. attempt don't even to have play, to play the ball. Attempt, attempt to, play, to the ball. play the ball. And inside of the box, and it becomes a denial of an obvious goal-scoring opportunity, you only get a yellow. But you have to attempt to play the ball. And this, to me, is a shove in the back. And what is most apparent is the distance between the ball and Berenstein. The ball is far beyond her, so there's, you cannot say that Paredes was making a genuine attempt to play the ball, and we were livid. baffled. Yeah. Baffled, it's not, not even livid, it's like, if, if I'm the Dutch, I'm livid. I, I, am, I, am, I am breaking everything in my, in my sight. Ball don't lie, as we always say. Netherlands comes back and scores a goal, which was an amazing goal, uh, from their center back, which they... Right, but but it's, not even, it's not even Baldo and Lai, sorry, because I, I, I want to just kind of depict... Yes, it's very how, But no, 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 because then they would be playing for the rest of the game down a, down a woman, woman up, right? Or Spain would be playing down a woman. And so up so a goal not, in that game state. And yeah, up, it's, 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 not, it's, it's not even when, when the Netherlands scores, but continue. <laughs> So basically, uh, Spain takes the lead, and then there was a tactical change where Van der Hart goes up top, and what they're trying to do is just send her balls in. She's a center back. She moves to the forward position, and immediately she gets the score, and she strikes the ball so beautifully into the bottom corner, and no one's really saving that. So that, for me, was like, okay, this is her last World Cup. She's already announced it. She's the center back. She just made this huge play for them. She saved them. They're now going into overtime, and then Paraguelos comes in and takes it away. It just... An amazing game, I thought. I love that the Dutch, known for total football, get the center back forward, lump <laughs> it into him. I have to be honest, devil's advocate, not a penalty for me. Why? What? It's not a penalty Why? for me. The contact is soft. Now, okay. I agree with you. But, I agree but with she you called the penalty on, v, on VAR, I don't think it's a clear and obvious error. But if in real time she didn't give it as, but, as yeah, a penalty, but, I would have been yeah, totally okay. fine with that but, decision. But she didn't. But again, the defender has to be smart there. I agree. Berenstein is not getting to that ball. She took a, a, a bad touch, and oh no, it was the defender before that who got a little toe poke, but it wasn't enough. And so in that instance, you let the keeper come out. Don't put yourself in a bad position. So she makes contact, and yes, I, I, I agree it was soft, but that, that's what Berenstein's gonna do. If you give her a little nudge in the back, she's not gonna get mm -hmm. the ball, you go down. That's what any intelligent striker would do <laughs> in that moment. So, and not only that, her physique is like that. She's smaller, so you give her a shove and it's gonna look more violent maybe than it actually is, but that was the force of the tackle that sent her flying. If I'm the Dutch, I would be, I would be breaking everything. <laughs> Other quarterfinals today. Let's preview at least one of them. England, or rather, we'll talk about the France-Australia game here. France coming into this game, one of the dominant teams of the competition so far. Australia is the host nation, but really, Jenny, the talking point is Sam Kerr's fitness ahead of this one. Played 10 minutes in the last game. Probably a big shot for her to start. Yep. Do you think she might try and give it a go? Tony Gustafsson said that if she is fit, she will play 90 minutes. So if she's ready to play, she will start. No, so if she, no if he said... Word for word, if she can play 90 minutes, not she if she's start. fit. If she can play 90 minutes and extra time, because she's not coming off the pitch. He said and extra she time. She will start. Yes. And, and she, extra time. If, if it were to go to extra time. That's a massive so if she, with a torn calf. So, in my opinion, dealing with calf injuries, you, don't you start can't her. go from 10 minutes to 90. You don't start her. 45? Possibly. 
30? But 45 becomes 75 very quickly. No, no. If you go to extra, yeah, I'm yeah, saying, yeah, yeah. if you bring on her halftime, but you're, you're yeah, potentially yeah. playing her for 75 minutes. But, but you cannot, knowing that the calf is still getting up to speed, all of a sudden go from 10 to 90. Well, if we talk about Australia without Sam Kerr, they've gotten here without her. Mm -hmm. She's obviously mm -hmm. played those last 10 minutes in the game. Um, Haley Rasso is their top goal scorer right now. She has three goals in four shots on target. So that means she's incredibly clinical in that space. Caitlin Katrina Gorey, however. Katrina Gorey, not enough people are talking about her. She completely controls their midfield on both sides of the ball, defensively and offensively. She's leading in winning possession and tackles. Um, she's also leading in touches and final pass attempts. So... On both sides of the ball, she is contributing. Katrina Gorey has been on this national team for so long. Um, incredible for the host, co-host country to be doing so well without their star player, who is on the cover of everything all over Australia. It's Sam Kerr all over the place. Um, but Tony Gustafsson has got something right here, the fact that they've gotten so far. Hey, Tony Gustafsson is a quality coach. To take this Australia side without Sam Kerr this far, quality. And he's given them belief and... It, it, I think it started off a little bit rough trying to figure out how, what's that identity without Sam Kerr versus with Sam Kerr. But the way he's handled that pressure and has gotten this team to play the way that they have, and I think Caitlin Ford has really stepped up. I think that's one player that really impresses me with her, her pace and being able to get in behind. So look for, for Australia to try and continue to disrupt Diani in the summer on France because those two are, are playing, are in form and are, are causing a lot of problems. And they play like a 10 and a 9, like one uh, less Samir behind Diani, and they do it so well. And you have to talk about the manager when we talk about Gustafsson. Hervé Renard, we know him from the Men's World Cup just, what, seven months ago. So someone that's brought a lot of light into this team after they had problems with their federation and their coach there. And again, it is France taking on Australia. The other semi, or the other quarterfinal, rather, is Colombia taking on England. Not the only summer tournament, though, in the quarterfinal stage. The other, of course, being at League's Cup. Lionel Messi back in action tonight. We have a Monterrey LAFC match at the Rose Bowl. We'll talk some League's Cup next. This is Morning Footy presented by Degree. It won't let you down. Here's what the League's Cup bracket looks like tonight. All four quarterfinals. Nashville taking on Minnesota, Philadelphia, and Querétaro, the 8 o'clock kickoff. Inter-Miami and Lionel Messi back in action tonight against Charlotte FC. A trip to the semifinal on the line. And, of course, LAFC taking on Monterrey. And that is where we will begin our League's Cup conversation because the Monterrey president has had his say on the issues surrounding at League's Cup, particularly for the Liga MX sides with the travel, with the schedule, and really the thing that has most set him off was the move of this game from Saturday to Friday for all four quarterfinals to be played on the same day. Here's what the president of Monterrey had to say, Jose Antonio Noriega, saying that he's speaking for all Mexican teams which have suffered various setbacks in the tournament and saying that a game date is changed which was set for the 12th and moved ahead to the 11th. With all the kilometers they've had on the club, we are still alive and traveling to Los Angeles. We're going to accumulate a number of kilometers that isn't fair, is what he had to say talking about this game, the fifth game in the tournament for Monterrey, taking on LAFC, going from Houston to Los Angeles, going to a neutral site game as well. Alexis, do you think he's got a point here? 
I mean, no. You know, you agreed to this. And also, <laughs> if you want Americans to feel bad for you, don't go with kilometers. You know? Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. We don't do math. Me, yes. Me, yes. Yeah. Uh, I think at the end of the day, you understood what this was. You knew we weren't going to be playing these games in Mexico. You knew you would be spending the, the entirety of this tournament. If you got this far, and Monterrey certainly has. They've been unstoppable. If you got this far, you'd be spending this entire time away from home. You should have known this is what you signed up for. Is it fair? Absolutely not. Next year, I'd love to see the competition split between the U.S. and Mexico. If it's going to be a, a competition for both leagues, it should be in both countries. And I think it'd be just as fun for the MLS teams to go to Mexico and then start canceling flights and do it to us no, next year. That's, but that's I get that it's not going to happen. I said I would cash. love to see it. But that said, when you agree to do this, this was a cash grab. And now your clubs are sitting here saying, hey, this is unfair to us. Bro, talk to your federation. That's exactly what Tata Martino had to say uh, in, in his pre-match press conference ahead of their game against Charlotte. The, the, this, this was the rules of engagement. We knew going into the tournament, this is what League's Cup was going to look like. No love lost for Tata Martino. <laughs> and some of those club presidents. He, said, I mean, he, was, he was drooling when he said that. He was drooling. He said, talk yeah. to the federation. He was cool as a cucumber. He didn't have to put on degree at that point. He was cool. He was not sweating. <laughs> There you go. There you he go. said this competition stinks. As long as you're talking about Tata Martino, let's talk about Inter Miami taking on Charlotte. We're expecting more Lionel Messi magic. He's scoring a goal per half in this tournament. And he goes, this is probably the most straightforward game for Miami. Of the five that they've played, home game against Charlotte, they should probably take care of business on the evidence of what we've seen in this tournament so far. Nico, before you start, as he was saying, a goal per half, you had the biggest, cheesiest smile. I can't wait to hear what Nico thinks about this game in particular in terms of what we've seen from Inter Miami up until this point, and then what do you think Charlotte does to try and do something different? Charlotte is more limited, I think, than any of the other teams that Inter-Miami has played against. And I think your best bet here is low block, lockdown, take it to penalty kicks, or maybe even get your one or two opportunities going forward. Inter-Miami is going to play a high line, especially against Charlotte. There's going to be space in behind. So you, you can't take the game to Inter-Miami. You have to let Inter-Miami take the game to you. The thing is that the Charlotte defense this year has been shaky. If I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure they're the... MLS team that has conceded the most all season long. Um, and not only that, they need to add seatbelts to the stadium. Man, this is going to be. This it, is has, be yeah. it, it has the potential. And yeah. with Inter Miami's form, with the way that not only Messi, but Busquets, uh, Jordi Alba has impacted this team with the quick ball movement, making it dynamic, the triangulations. I think Dallas had a lot of things go right for them, and they couldn't get it done. Over, under, goal contributions from Lionel Messi in this, this match. Is 2.5 is your... 2.5. Under. He'll get two. A goal and an assist. Good enough. I'd say That's over. It's a good bet. Yeah, I'll I'd take... say over, because if you crowd the midfield, they're going to find a way to get the ball over the top to, to your forwards. If you if you don't do that, Busquets is going to have to... They won't crowd the, the midfield. They're not going they're to. They're going to sit like... No chance I, to. It just feels like this has... This has Charlotte sitting deep. That's not really what they do, though. Right. It, but, it would be a departure. But what can you do? That's a good point. What can you do? <laughs> Especially, you know what, you know what I, I did think was like a tell by Miami? That high line against Dallas. I think there's going to be some teams that are going to see that and going to be like, 
They're but, so committed to, to playing that, forward. Who who on Charlotte can break down in Miami? Carol Swiderski is not a player with pace who's going to be run, mm. making runs Go in behind. Petty. <laughs> it's time to shine the Argentine against Messi. Somehow you still win. <laughs> no, Copetti yeah. played for Racing, bro. Yeah. Come on. It's just throwing out an Argentine striker out there. It, it, it's going to be a, a difficult game for, for Charlotte. That's, And they've played above their level, I think, in League's Cup. But it's still, they don't really have much depth. you got to so, make it ugly. It's the only chance they have. Miami taking on Charlotte tonight in League's Cup. They, if they, they'll face the winner of the Philadelphia and Querétaro quarterfinal. If it's Philadelphia, it'll be away at Subaru Park in the semifinal. If it's Querétaro, it's another game at Dreyfing Stadium for Inter-Miami in the next round, should they progress through to the next round of the competition. Coming up next, though, we talk plenty about the return of European club football this season, and it's time to get the predictions of the panel. I will actually be playing the role of Susanna Collins in the next segment and give her predictions for the upcoming season. And there's a prize on offer to everyone here, not just here on set, but for our production team as well. Our predictions oh. are next. Yacht Week, Croatia. <laughs> this is Morning Footy rolling on on a Friday Footy Kit Friday. And it is the start of the European season in England, in Spain, and in France. The seasons in Italy and Germany to get started soon as well. So it's time to make some predictions. Now, here's the conceit for predictions. Top five European leagues and the three major European competitions. The Champions League, the Europa League, and the Conference, plus the winners of MLS and NWSL. If you get all ten predictions correct... I can now exclusively reveal the prize mm -hmm. for our panel. And also, anyone who works at CBS Sports Colasso has this on offer. You can put, this, put your predictions here in this box. And if you get all 10 correct, mm -hmm. extra week paid vacation. Ooh. Courtesy of the bosses. I, no, I want Croatia. Yeah, buddy, you, you got a paid week. You go to Croatia when you want. Yeah, uh, to get all 10 right. That it's it's tough. I I can guarantee you, no one is gonna get it yeah. in all of. Don't guarantee anything. Would you speak? Would for you me. put one of your paid week vacations on bet <laughs> that no one gets it? No. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'd be curious, like what what a parlay of these ten predictions yeah. would yeah. go for? It's probably right. something like I'm, eighty I'm, to one. I'll tell you, if I win this, I'm going to Croatia. All yeah. right. Yeah. All right. Bro, if I win this, I'm going to your summer house. <laughs> for a week. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we begin with the predictions. We'll start first. With Nico Cantor. Okay, so I had to hit obvious ones. Manchester City, um, I chose Barcelona for La Liga, Bayern Munich, PSG um, for Ligue 1. I don't see anybody else challenging for that. Barcelona, I feel like this could be Xavi's year, and that almost is an upset when you consider how strong Bayern Munich and Manchester City are. So um, the team is getting better slowly but surely. Villarreal, the, this is the difficult part with Europa League and Conference League is because you have to consider drop-downs, yeah. right? Um, so I didn't want to risk it so much and I hit the safe bet I've done conference league already for two seasons on the Golazo show and I can tell you that the English sides have quality way above the rest it just matters where their priorities lie so Aston Villa is a safe bet Villarreal has uh, history with this tournament I'll put them there FC Cincinnati I like the way they're cooking Portland Thorns champion of the NWSL and Copa Libertadores champion Boca Juniors add that to his bet yeah right yeah he's got to get that right I, 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 I wrote it it's, it's here it's here in the corner so let me just praise los diositos del fútbol por favor bendiganme con un poquito de amor yeah. 
and praying to the football gods. Okay. What's your contour now? Charlie Davies. All right, Manchester City champions. I'm going Juve for Syria. Really? Hmm. I think Juve are going to surprise people. Bayern Munich, PSG in Liga. Champions League. Harry Kane to Bayern Munich. I'm going Bayern are Champions League winners. Now, Europa League, Liverpool. I think that's the right now the favorite. We don't know which Champions League clubs are going to drop Why'd down. Why do you say Liverpool? Liverpool, Liverpool. Yeah, yeah, there's a Uruguayan Liverpool, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, my Nico Kento, Liverpool. Yeah. 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 And you're covering Aston Villa. Aston Villa. Okay, so Aston Villa. It's, yes, they're a, a dynamic team, but it's more about Unai Emery in European competition. Huh. So, Aston Villa. Huh. Now, MLS Cup goes to the Philadelphia Union. After everything that you've said oh. about Philadelphia Union? What do you mean about everything I've said about <laughs> Philadelphia Union? Oh, do we need to roll back the clips from we like, the first enough time yeah. of the show? Let's do it. Uh, highly critical, but yes. again, this is, this is a, a, the, a turn the, of the corner. The Revs would have been up there, but with all the coaching uncertainty, I, I just don't see them in the end pulling through. And so I'm going to go Union and then uh, NWSL Portland Thorns. All right, that and, is... and Copa Libertadores? <laughs> Not Boca. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody but Boca. Charlie right. Davies into the lockbox. Alexis, go on, son. Uh, here we go. Look, uh, when you talk about teams that are winning, you got to give Arsenal some credit for how they've built. So I'm giving them the Premier League. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I'm not like you. I'm not a turncoat. Uh, I'm going with, I'm going with Don Carlo. A little bit. See, Don better. Carlo does the double on his way out of Real Madrid, on his way wow. to Brazil. The shirt you're wearing, I got them winning uh, both La Liga. Without Thibaut Courtois, you're going to say Real Madrid are going to win. Hey. Without a striker, without replacing Benzema and Thibaut you let me have my time, you had your time. Uh, Real Madrid <laughs> wins both La Liga and Champions League. I got Inter Milan winning uh, Europa. And then Conference, I'm going to give it to Eintracht Frankfurt. Wow. LAFC, uh, PSG, and Portland Thorns round that out. Uh, for Copa Libertadores, I'll go, uh, not Boca, just the same. Oh, Can you pass me the box, Not please? Boca. That's easy. Seven out of oh, eight got, teams are not Boca. You might as well I got, burn that card. I, I got Milan winning in Serie A. Just burn that card. LAFC going back-to-back for you, huh? Yeah, Alexis. that's right, baby. All right, Jenny Chu is standing by at her headlines position and is here to give us her predictions for next year. What do you have, Jenny? I really don't think that mine are very controversial. I have Manchester City um, mm. winning, obviously. Holland, Pep Guardiola, Serie A, Inter. What? As you guys know, I'm You're an Inter fan. You're a Roma fan. fan. I'm an Inter fan. Everybody, please put it out there. Obviously, Champions League final last year. And uh, I love Lautaro Martinez. My boyfriend's watching, um, so I had yeah, to say that. I, I guess Tammy <laughs> Abraham, uh, that jersey you have. You want um, it? Yeah. I'll give it to you. Controversial. <laughs> Dortmund and Leo winning Bundesliga and Liga, respectively. Okay, we'll get there. Barcelona, Gundogan Lewandowski reunion. I love it. I'm all for it. They're obviously going to win that. Dortmund. Um, Haller, Durhamville. They have these young players that are coming up that I'm so excited about. I got to interview them for some EA Sports stuff, and I'm really excited about what they're going to provide to the team. For Lille. Um, PSG has had so many different changes. Lots of things going weird mm. with them. They have Samuel Umtiti joining them, so I'm excited oh, to man. see them. Yeah. This list is a little crazy. I'll tell you that. Uh, okay, <laughs> and then we have Bayern Munich winning the Champions League. Okay, Jenny. Yes. Okay, I see Same that. there, Charlie, because yeah, if Harry Kane's there, just adds to that. Uh, Liverpool, Mo Salah, Virgil van Dijk, yeah, there. Fenerbahce, 
Just so mm. you guys know, I'm going to vacation in Turkey next month. It's mm. like the dream of my life. And this will be really great for Turkey. They have Jekyll now. Uh, excited for them. FC Cincinnati, Fred. just like the rest of you there. And Oh, yeah, we announced that today. And... For the Portland Thorns, they said I got to walk there myself. Oh, you want to do it yourself? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was intrigued that all of you guys picked Portland Thorns, even though they're currently not in first place. NC Courage, you guys just, everyone knocked out NC yeah. Courage. But all right. also picked Portland Thorns. Yeah, I know. How many, how many to remind me, with a six teams make playoffs in NWSL? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, I think it is indeed six teams that make the playoffs in the NWSL. So, Susanna Collins, not here. I will be playing the role of Susanna Collins. The reason why is because she's rather literally gone fishing. Now, normally this happens at the end of the season, but Suze is away on the lake. So here are her predictions. I have to pretend like I like Liverpool yep. in this segment. Because she's picked them not only to win the Premier League, but also Liverpool, AC Milan in Serie A. Gone for the favorites in La Liga and the Bundesliga, but Lens to win mm. Ligue 1. That's she, a, she needs some contact loan. <laughs> she, she doesn't there know where she filled out. Unhinged Fridays is back. Contact loans. That's a good one. Real Madrid Ooh. to win the Champions League. I hope the, those predictions came in before the Courtois injury. Again, Liverpool to win the Europa League. Villa in the conference. FC Cincinnati for MLS and Portland Thorns. A clean sweep of Portland Thorns predictions. She's not here, but I'll guess that she would have said not Boca for the Libertadores <laughs> as go. well. So I will fold up the card, put it in the locks box. And again, anyone here at CBS Golasso can make their predictions. Put this in this here by, lock box. By, hold up. By, by 3, 3, p. 3, p. 3 p.m. today. Once the French league kicks off, right? With Lille Nice, I see what time I know, Burnley match City is about three. Think Real at the Madrid same time. Are going to be at that level without Thibaut Courtois and replacing nope. Benzema. He is a game winner, Thibaut Courtois. He, Do you honestly think champ? We're talking Champions League winning and winning La Liga. I picked it for a reason. I know. Yeah. I think it's a massive, massive loss, but I think there's keepers that are available. Bunu would be huge. I said to Haya, I think there's a possibility that you can get a keeper that can get in there and can do the job. Nobody but in the world is a game winner like Thibaut Courtois. He's, again, Especially the best keeper in the world. But and there's other people that can stop shops. And you have Hosselu potentially leading the line for 38 games? Oof. I think they're going to try to find their, they, If it's not Mbappé. Someone's going to have to show up. I a lot of respect Vigil. to Jose Lu, one of the top Spanish goal scorers in the Liga, maybe the top Spanish goal scorer, but not Real Madrid caliber. Vinny Look, and Rodrigo, come on. <laughs> looks, like, looks like a transition year for Real, but you never doubt them in the Champions League. I certainly never will doubt them in the Champions League. Never. So we'll see how Real Madrid get on this season without two big contributors from last year. Coming up next, Jenny's got some more headlines for us from the world of the transfer window and elsewhere. That's next on Morning Footy. Morning Footy is presented by Degree. It won't let you down. Rolling on here on a Friday. Now, some things to get used to with the Premier League returning this weekend. Have new stoppage time rules, but also new rules in the technical area. We can have multiple coaches stood there at the same time. And it, it might not affect any club more than Newcastle United and Eddie Howe and Jason Tindall. Yeah, we've just worked naturally. There's been no necessarily big plan of ours at the start of our careers to to work in the way that we do it's just naturally evolved it's just happened and we, we've always had that that way of when the game's going on I want to help the players as much as I can and I feel I help them <laughs> I hope I help them rather than hinder them by being close to them and, and and trying to be quite active and vocal 
and then naturally he joins in and he, he, you know there, there's certain aspects of the game that I ask him to concentrate on and he will then in that moment try and help the players too now only one of us can do it um, it's just something we're going to have to navigate I think you'll see quite a bit of rotation from us both on the <laughs> sidelines So do we see the touchline antics from Jason Tindall yet again in this upcoming season? I mean they're shooting him in the foot that's what this guy's great <laughs> at you know <laughs> He's good at stealing the spotlight. Now you can't do it. It almost feels like the Tyndall rule, you know, specifically. Yes. The, only one person is allowed to be in the in the actual technical area. All, everyone else has to be seated. Only one other person could be standing. They actually have to be next to the seats. This rule, man. I, I wonder how strict referees are going to be yeah. enforcing this mid-game. Well, the fourth when it gets, The fourth official yeah, has already instituted some of it in the Arsenal versus uh, in, in the Manchester most heated City moment when everybody's jumping off of the bench. Like, yeah. This is... I understand it's to protect officials and from them to getting from getting yelled at when things turn sour all of a sudden, but let's see how strict they are in enforcing it. Right, we see, see new priorities in every new league season. This year in MLS, it was giving yellow cards for standing over the ball on restarts, and it changes over time, and the Premier League will be doing it the same this year with coaches standing in the technical area. Right now, though, it's time to get some more headlines with Jenny Chu. Thanks, Chris. Liverpool has reportedly jumped ahead of Chelsea for one of the most sought-after midfielders of this summer transfer window. But the race for Moises Caicedo is far from over. Liverpool made a record-breaking $141 million bid for Caicedo last night. But the latest reports out of England suggest that Caicedo wants to join Chelsea and honor the agreement he made with the Blues back in May. That is setting up for another complicated transfer battle. In other blockbuster transfer news, Bayern Munich has moved a major step closer to landing their top transfer target with Bayern and Tottenham reaching an agreement last night on transfer Harry Kane. The England striker is scheduled to travel to Munich today for his medical. According to Sky Sports Germany, Kane's travel to Munich this morning had been held up temporarily by Tottenham, attempting to make minor adjustments to the deal. Those changes have reportedly been made, clearing the way for Kane to travel to Germany to complete his reported $127 million transfer. Former Real Madrid star Marcelo has been hit with a three-match suspension for his leg-breaking mm. challenge in Copa Libertadores' round of 16 action last week. The Fluminense defender went off in tears after he inadvertently broke the leg of Argentinos juniors defender Luciano Sanchez when he stepped on Sanchez's leg, snapping it. That threw the quarterfinal against Olympia. Returning to England, a group of Manchester United supporters is prepared to hold protests ahead of the club's Premier League season opener on Monday against Wolves to express their opposition to the potential return of Mason Greenwood to the Red Devils. The group called Female Fans Against Greenwood's Return have made a banner in Manchester United colours that reads, quote, Female fans demand no Greenwood return and violence against women. Greenwood has not played for Manchester United since being arrested in January 2022 in relation to a voice recording being released on social media of an alleged sexual attack. He was eventually hit with multiple charges, including attempted rape, but the charges were dropped and he avoided a trial after witnesses withdrew their testimony. Manchester United left Greenwood off the team's initial roster list ahead of the start of the season and are reportedly waiting for the return of multiple United women's team players from the World Cup to consult them before making a final decision on whether to keep Greenwood. In MLS news, DC United and Taxi Funtas have mutually agreed to terminate the Greek forwards contract in the wake of the latest allegation of the use of a racial slur by a designated player. MLS investigated an incident between Funtas and now former teammate Nigel Roberta, where Funtas was alleged to use a slur against Roberta, who responded by striking Funtas. One year later, Funtas was accused of using a racial slur at an opponent from Inter Miami, leading to an investigation that deemed the accusation credible, through the league, though the league did not suspend Funtas because it could not corroborate the accusation. 
DC United released a statement saying, quote, there is no place for racism, homophobia, misogyny, or discrimination of any kind in our sport and world, and DC United does not tolerate any acts of this nature. Charlie, Funtas was accused of making <clears throat> racist comments twice. He wasn't punished mm -hmm. by MLS the first time, and then DC United did keep him out of the rest of the season, but does this look bad for the league, considering how things have played out now that he's done it again? No, I mean, they terminated his contract. I would have liked to see Major League Soccer come out with a little bit more of a, we don't tolerate racism, he's gone. Instead of a, oh, this is a mutual termination. Mm. You know, we, the, both sides decided to, to go, go their separate ways. It almost just aggregated what DC United did, that MLS statement. They just kind of like gave the news. They didn't take a statement, make a stance. The, 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 the league statement was shorter than DC United's statement. I want the league to come out and say, racist is, uh, ra any type of racism is not allowed and you're gone. We do not stand for it. Zero tolerance means zero tolerance. I want that language to be apparent. So if you sign a contract in Major League Soccer, in bold writing it says, if you come out with any types of discrimination, racism, you are gone. We do not tolerate it. That, to me, would, would really send a message. That, that's the whole point is we are trying to abolish racism from the game. And I would like that, to, that language to be more out there in terms of, yeah, Taxi Fontas, you did it once, and we, we regret how we handled that situation. Hmm. You do it again, now we don't have to take a second thought. You're gone. And, and I think DC United came out, and that's a, a progress. And that's not crazy, but that's progress. And I think for the league, they have to dig in a little bit more and, and have a, a backbone when it comes to this and say, we are not allowing any of this. And, and I would like to see that be more of a, 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 more of a, a powerful statement. From what, we, what we've seen from MLS is they tend to handle these things with a lot of legal jargon. And I think for that reason, and to cover themselves from a potential lawsuit is why they don't do that. And the reason that, to me, that's unfortunate is because it sort of leaves that door open, as you're saying. It's not a stand, we're saying like, no, we're completely taking a stance against it across the board. And that's whenever they don't find any credible uh, you know, evidence in the investigation or they say like, well, it's credible, but we don't have the proof and no one corroborate. All those things are just ways to protect themselves legally. But in the end, you keep leaving this door open. Well, put and it, that's in, the real put it in the contract. Every contract, that. have it. If there is any type of homophobic racism, any discri discrimination, you are gone. We don't allow it in our league. Just yeah. have that so you can come out and say, gone. They, vi they violate their contract. We don't allow any type of, of racism. See you later. What, what, Nico, what do, you, what do you feel about this? It's awful. I just, it keeps on happening again, especially in this league. And I feel like this league is one of those difference makers in the world of football because overall in, in the wider world of football, I think there's a lot of this discrimination from homophobia to racism is very rampant still. And if the league could be a little bit stronger. When we read the statement together, I read it to you when it, when it came out and we felt that it was a little bit weak. Um, it, it just needs to be stronger because there's a lot of cultures coming in and a lot of different backgrounds. And I think that it, it makes waves into different cultures, into different languages, into, into different ways of thinking. And if the MLS can kind of set that standard for this big mesh of nationalities, 
it's the little grains of salt that add up and, and, and make a bigger pile, and hopefully and, it, it could be a difference. And the league is trying to be a leader in a variety of different ways. Mm -hmm. Set the tone. We want to say Major League Soccer is different, and we started this, and we're known for this. Well, let this be one of the, your pillars. And, and I think that would play a big role into making this a, a diverse, accepting type of sport, which, which it is, it's supposed to be. So now it's not only the supporters who are being held responsible, but the players. Hmm. Yeah, especially with the World Cup coming on these shores. You set that stage, set the standard. All right, coming up next, we'll take a look to the European season coming up. Some big games to watch this weekend across the world of the Premier League in Spain and in France. We'll wrap up Morning Footy on the other side. Here is your footy fix looking ahead to the weekend. It's a busy one. Manchester City Burnley getting it started today at 3 p.m. The start of the Premier League. Getting started in France and Nice and Lille. Getting started in Spain, Sevilla and Valencia. Then you have the two major Leagues Cup matchups tonight. Charlotte and Miami, LAFC Monterrey. Tomorrow, Women's World Cup, 3 a.m. kickoff between Australia and France in the 6.30 kickoff. England and Colombia. Then you have Arsenal taking on Nottingham Forest in the morning kickoff. The German Super Cup, Bayern and Leipzig, the headliner in the afternoon. And then on Sunday, getting started in the Scottish Premiership from 7 a.m. with Aberdeen and Celtic, Brentford and Spurs. And, of course, Chelsea and Liverpool wow. is the headline I, at 11.30. I We're back. Going, I am going to rot on my couch watching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you, have, when you have Lee's Cup tossed in there as well. Oh, we're back to, we're back. to crazy the matches The club season the is here, and we hope you enjoy it all this weekend. England, Spain, France kicking off this weekend. We'll talk about it all Monday morning on Monday, um, Morning Footy.